Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. I sound like a frog today. I have SARS or swine flu or probably just a cold, but I'm going to call it something more dramatic because I feel like total ass. But Mary Payne Gilbert, my bunkie, my new bestie, is here to recap 90 Day Fiance happily ever after with me anyway. So if I break into a coughing fit, we decided we're just going <laughs> to mute that shit. We're going to move right along. Mary Payne, thank you for doing this with me. I'm like hallucinating with a fever right now, by the way. So this will be fun. Oh, my God. You sound you don't sound horrible. I know you probably feel horrible, but you don't sound horrible. I'm so glad you said that, because in my head, in my like, I hear my own voice and I sound like Luann, but with a respiratory issue. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't you. Yeah, you don't sound that bad. So we are we've been back from L.A. for what, a week and a half now. I think I caught this shit on the plane. I'm going to tell you, I really think I did because I'm like, what? I've just been in my house basically since I got back. But yeah, somebody coughed four rows ahead of you and it filtered back. That's what happens. But as you guys know, if you listen to my Patreon, patreon.com slash pink shade, Mary Payne had a much better seat on her plane back than I did because she sat behind none other than Keith Morrison. Yeah. From Dateline. I mean, my God, I wouldn't care what I caught from him. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's true he, he, i was just dying for him to say something keith morrison like but i never heard it I know. she was heading home to see her children after a bunky weekend meetup <laughs> or was she or was she <sighs> oh my god so but you guys head over to patreon.com slash pink shade if you want to hear mary Payne and i uh recap some extra tidbits and inside info on that la trip it was so much fun all right let's get to 90 day fiance happily ever after we need to recap this shit. Okay, so this week, we are going to go through every couple again. We are going to touch on the boring and the interesting. This cast continues to basically not surprise me in that Ashley and Jay seem very scripted. I'm wanting, finding myself wanting to fast forward through their scenes. Colt and Larissa, despite knowing what the outcome is, I still find them highly watchable. And like everyone else is sort of somewhere in between. Okay. What are you thinking? Are you are you interested still? Like, are you on board for this? I'm not interested in Ashley and Jay. No, I I am interested in the family Chantel just because they're funny. Me too. Um, Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. And not remotely interested in Pow and Russ. (laughs) And mildly interested in Larissa and Colty very mildly interested in Nicole and Azan and, and that's low. And of course I am still happy with Andre and Elizabeth and, uh, and then, you know, the what now I'm totally loving the what now because we got different people this week than last week. And also the pillow talk I'm enjoying. You know what, what now and pillow talk are overtaking happily ever after in both interest and humor. I mean, they're, they're funnier. They're more interesting. Like, they're more compelling. Pillow Talk is genius. It's so funny. I can't quite understand, though. I was trying to figure out why is Tarek, I'm going to say it wrong, Tarek and his brother, why are they both literally one foot on the floor? Like they, <laughs> neither one of them are actually sitting on the bed. It's like they're, they're like going to be called to a fire. They're both just ready to jump up at any moment. I picture both of them talking to producers and be like, yo, yeah, we'll we'll sort of lay in bed together for this pillow talk shit, but not really. Like we need one foot on the floor each, dude. I, yeah, we I, don't want to touch. 
Yeah, and then they pick up a barbell and like just pump iron like sometimes to be like, yep, yep, laying in bed with my brother, but not really working out. Yeah, sort of. We're dudes. We're dudes. We're dudes. We're dudes. They are fucking hilarious. And Annie and David MVP. Always give those people a lifelong TLC contract. Seriously, you're telling me the family Chantel got a spinoff and Annie and David Boom Boom did not. Do we do we have confirmation on this spinoff? I have confirmation. Yes, you do. I don't know when it's going to air. Now I say that and watch it'll be canceled and everyone will call me a liar. But I did. I mean, I do have kind of legitimate confirmation. Yeah, it's coming. I don't know what the date is of its airing. I think it was already filmed. I think. Mm. I don't know. You know what, you guys don't hold me to this. This is not hashtag journalism. This is like hashtag fever dream. I, I, <laughs> but I do have an email to back this up somewhere. Sure. Sure you do. Sure you do. Oh, my God. Oh, the swine flu. It just sucks. <laughs> the swine flu. <laughs> my God. I, so here's what happens to me as soon as I get sick. I immediately call. I, I think I have strep always. Which I, I always do when I get a sore throat because I've gotten strep like so many times in my life. So I start putting my flashlight on my iPhone and taking pictures of my throat incessantly like a crazy person. Uh-huh. And what do you do with these pictures? I look at them and I show them to Bruce and I gross them out and then I assess them and I just keep getting sicker and sicker. And then I move into I have swine flu. I have SARS. I have <laughs> um, probably the full blown influenza that you need to go to the hospital like the old people die of. I mean, it's just very dramatic for me. But I, um, it turns out I just have a cold. Yeah. My husband went to the doctor and they told him he had a chest cold and he's doing the same thing like, you know, <laughs> coughing up a small child, you know, <laughs> twice in the night. I and mean, I'm just like, God. So I have not been sleeping because he is coughing all over me while we sleep. You know what I could really use right now? I could use your little portable fan, Mary Payne, that little portable mm-hmm. fan that you bring mm-hmm. with you everywhere. I really yeah. need that right now. That would be sweet. It's you, know, the best. you and Larissa have something in common. Remember when she was holding that shit up in the car? The hot box with no AC. She had her little portable fan with her last season. I want to see her bust that out again. You know, I've decided that maybe they do have a new car because the car looks really nice on the inside. Now, the outside of the car kind of looks the same. But the fact that they have the windows up and no one's mentioned the no AC leads me to believe that possibly it's a new car. I don't think so. I think it's the same car. Everyone commented last year how the windows were always up. They have to be up for uh, hearing them. Oh, yeah. Here's me 1980s videotape. You know, yeah. record so they can't like have the windows down with like like wind everywhere. I think they have to sweat their asses off when they get in that car to film. Basically, no wonder she wanted to go sit in the producer's car to say, to say she was deadly afraid. She was trying to get some air. No shit. And girlfriend needs to throw that pleather skirt away because that is not going to do her any favors in any of these vehicles. <laughs> I hope she's just wearing like you know cotton under things. Seriously. Well, let's talk about what happens at. The court. This is her big story this week. I mean, her case gets dismissed and she majorly has the hots for her lawyer. Who can blame her? She's married to Colty. Yeah, she says she's reborn and free like a bird. And uh, she feels like with Debbie, she had a friend there and she thanks Debbie and says, Adam is amazing and the best attorney in Nevada. (laughs) She's going to be walking straight from now on, she says. She's going to be walking straight. She's not going to mess up. We all know this isn't true. And we all know that Colt, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with this, totally gaslights her into freaking out. So it's obviously we know it's going to happen again. Yeah, he finally brought her some airport flowers, you know, three years later. Um, he says he's sorry for everything and he failed more than once. And they should take this as a miracle. 
And he says that he loves her. She again talks about how great Adam is. She says that she believes his apology and says maybe she's not the best wife. And maybe she can change a little bit. Maybe. And then they kiss with their eyes wide open like psychos. Ew. She says, uh, your mother is not perfect, D, but she showed today she is my side. That's right. <laughs> and Debbie's like, hopefully we can be a family again. I'm like, again? When again? That insinuates this ever happened in the first place. The yeah. funniest thing is Colt says, Larissa said she had a good time today with my mother. And I wrote in parentheses, that is not what Larissa said. That is not what Larissa <laughs> said. Also, she also she also said it's better to be passive than to live in hell. That's right. You know what? I agree with Larissa on that front. <laughs> it is better to be passive than live in hell. But why do you think he said when they were in the kitchen, he said, OK, now we can have some champagne. These two. I mean, well, I mean is, is he now forgetting how to speak as well? Yeah, I think so. He's probably like it's she's rubbing off on him. Yeah. And now he's just going to say things wrong. Do you think while, well, Debbie was with Larissa, I was going to say, do you think Colt and Debbie had another hot date while Larissa was at court, but Debbie was with her, so they couldn't really. I think Debbie and Colty will be able to rekindle the relationship now even more. <laughs> Go out on that weekly date night that they need, have their margaritas. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that once Larissa can get a job at a um I don't know what she's qualified to do, but when she gets a job, Colt and Debbie will have more time for each other. They need to. Yeah, they need to find their way back to one another. Their relationship <laughs> has been suffering. OK, speaking <laughs> of someone who has no skills for a job, let's talk about Nicole. OK, bless Nicole and Asin are on this season. But as I said before, and everyone's noted, I mean, Asin's not really on this season. He's just like a random Skype call that she does in front of vegetables every once in a while. So it's really Nicole and the family Nicole who we're going to see in most of the scenes. And this week, <laughs> she's wearing the tiniest little party hat. It is smaller, if you can imagine, than Mother Chantel's cowboy hat. <laughs> little tiny birthday party hat perched atop her head. They're at a restaurant for sweet little May's birthday. They never take the plastic off of that cake. That little girl has to sit there. Okay, this is this is my takeaway from the whole scene. Mm -hmm. I was like, that little girl is being tortured while you guys all talk about this stupid relationship that doesn't even exist. That's never going to happen. Quit trying to make it happen. And she is sitting there staring at her cake that has a plastic cover over it. And nobody is even making a move to like do this shit that like they're there for a birthday i was really upset for may save may i mean you forgot that they were going to see alligators for her birthday and she was in the car with no seat belt, no seat belt. and um they play mini golf and then i just i'm gonna really need to take a moment to um recognize the the glory and the splendor of Nicole's father's beard. Uh, it looks like a ferret bit his chin <laughs> and is still there. It is very problematic. Whoa. Now, if he could braid it up, braid up what he got, uh, like um, a Swaylu's father-in-law. I could. Uh, her name just went out of my head. Yeah, father chin braid. Yeah, yeah, father, father chin braid. Yeah, I mean, he too could be father chin braid, but no, he's just letting that flap in the wind. I mean, literally, it's flapping in the wind. But it's great because you can kind of see through it. Like you could hide things behind it, but they'd be in shadow, kind of like a scrim at the ballet. That thing, I could not take my eyes off of that. That and the either. cake, the cake and the and the ferret bit hanging from the chin was like, 
what is happening here? I wonder if Nicole is forcing her family to like look more batshit crazy so that she looks more normal. She's like, okay, everybody, you need to really, really (laughs) just like amp up the nuts because everyone thinks I'm nuts. And so you need to do it more so. So I look a little bit more normal. Yeah. So the brothers there, who was the hero, um, last season. And yeah, uh, he says, why did you come back from Morocco? Once again, they're pretending like they haven't seen her in the last year, like they were doing in the kitchen. Like, so what's going on with Azen? <laughs> so he lives with her, but he acts like he hasn't seen her in two years. And he says, why did you come back? And she says she can only stay for 90 days. And I don't know if that's in a year or at a time, but Robbie says it best. Robbie for the win, as always, she says, this whole thing seems like a cycle of nothing. Of nothing. I love that. <laughs> I was like a cycle of nothing. I mean, besides being like a great album name for an 80s band, that is Nicole and Azen's full storyline for the past, what, four or five years now? It's a cycle of nothing. Yeah, I mean, the mom's like, he ditched out of even like a Justice of the Peace type of wedding. Um, Rob Lee says, you know, he tells you and everyone else that he loves you. And the brother goes, uh, who does he tell? <laughs> <laughs> I love the brother is all of us as he he sits there. He barely says a word to like he's he knows now not to literally waste his breath. His breath has been wasted on this chick before. Now, I just would like to point out that this is not this is not like a dirt poor family, but this is not a rich family. And for uh, dad, bearded dad, what can we call him? Komodo dragon dad. He's going to need a name. Um, He says, you know, he hasn't even tried to come and meet me. He hasn't tried to meet me. It's frustrating because I bought I bought airplane tickets for me and my wife to go to Morocco and he still hasn't tried to meet me. How do people you to get two airplane tickets to go to Morocco, even if you do it uh, Tariq style and travel for four to 400 days to get there. That's right. Seven, 17 airports. You circle the globes three times. <laughs> yeah, to get your points. But how they're all they had all had these tickets and Nicole's mom went to Morocco and I don't get that part. I don't get it either. And then Nicole seems to be saving up all of this money over and over again for these vacations. From what? From doing what? Well, she says she's gotten some temp jobs. Bullshit. Uh, We we don't have any. uh, I think it's just selling LuLaRoe. And this is a girl who tells her daughter, we're going to go see the alligators and maybe you can feed them. Yeah. We'll dangle you right over and see what happens. She is Um, missing like every single brain cell in her head. She does not have a temp job. She is getting money. For, it's money from the show. It has to be just money from the show. Yeah. It's not like she's like Instagram famous and like selling fat bit fun. I mean, she's not right. selling. Diff, she's not selling Diffy eyewear. I, I would like to talk about as in being turned away from South Korea, South Korea. Yep. Uh, so the dad says, so other Moroccans with good reputations can get into these countries. And then she says, well, I'm, I'm done with the conversation. And Rob Lee again says, grin and bear it, cupcake. I know. <laughs> and they're like, well, what was the reason he was turned away? And she's like, I don't really know. Um, he they didn't, didn't really... tell him. They just told him to leave. Yeah. This is like the typed out ransom note email she got last year that was like, uh, as in wasn't, uh, wasn't approved for a K-1 visa. Yeah, that's right. Remember that like really crazy email? And, and then the lawyer was like, you wouldn't have gotten this message if he was truly denied. It was like so suspect. I think he's like denying himself, typing up letters, like making sure to tell security, like, please don't let my ass through. 
He's assaulting people in the street just to get more and more things on his record so he can't leave. For real. But do we think he actually went to South Korea and got denied? Or do you think he was like, yeah, I was just over there in South Korea yesterday and they said I can't come in. So here I am back at home. Yeah, he's totally lying. He's he's like he lies the whole time. He's been lying the entire time. I mean, Nicole, her mistake is that she thinks she's in on the lie with him. But he's got he's like inception level. Of frauding here. I mean, he's got like a scheme within a scheme within a scheme. And she's just in on the first scheme. She's like, oh, yeah. we're going to pretend to do the makeup store. We'll say that together. And he's like, OK, yeah, let's do this together. But he just really takes the money and does some other shit with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the whole thing. And I don't. I, here's what I really, really want. The money that they're spending on some of these other couples like Powell and Russ that we could give a shit about. Send a producer and a camera over to Morocco and just follow him around for a couple of days and see what they find out. Exactly. Exactly. It wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard to catch him doing something. Do you think she's actually going to get to Granada? You know, if I had a magic eight ball and I shook it, it would say no. <laughs> I think she posted something <laughs> about being on a plane the other day. Now nobody knows what that means, but we're like, no, oh she my was go- going to New York for the reunion. Oh, she was. Oh, the yes, reunion's but- already happening. Because stupid pal and Russ were on the airplane. It's like hashtag boobs, hashtag breastfeeding. Baby wants the boob. Boobs out, ready to fly. I'm like. We get it. Oh, my God. You are breastfeeding. You're not the only woman in the world to breastfeed. But they hashtag boobs. And they hashtag, they they literally say, boobs out, ready to go. When I promote this episode, let's hashtag boobs in all of our posts. I mean, hashtag boobs. Oh, my God. I mean, a 14-year-old boy is so stupid. Well, Pal acted like one this week. I mean, when she was an hour late to that baby shower because she had to get her horrific blue nails at the last minute. And then she was like, where's everyone? What's going on? Okay. No, listen, I have to say something about that because I, I don't enjoy them. But I think, I mean, he said and the mom said more than once, we asked everybody to come two hours early. So if they ask everyone to come two hours early, technically she was one hour early. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think they, they totally set her up for failure. I, I think. Wait, they explain that again. I missed that again. I'm, I'm, I'm at half capability right now. I thought they said uh, everyone come early, but not two hours. No, two hours early because that because all the all the men folk were going off to play golf. Oh. So have everybody come two hours early to see the men folk. And then then they would have the shower like just girls. So, I mean, in my mind, she didn't. So let's say everybody be here at 12 because the guys are going to play golf at two. But the baby shower starts at two. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And so when they, she came, they that's when they were all like, OK, we're leaving. We're leaving. We got to go. We've been here a while. But then why did all the women leave right away? Because they don't like her. OK, Mary Payne, you're opening my eyes, which are very crusty right now with mucus. <laughs> oh god, I'm rubbing them. I'm waking up. I seriously did not catch that at all. I just thought she was truly late and that they had asked everyone to show up a little bit early, but she was just making people wait around. So they really that was a setup then. I agree. Yeah. yeah, the quote, the quote from the mother is people were asked to get here two hours early to mingle before the boys go to play golf. So basically, Mother Russ just hates Paula. Yeah, I think that the producers didn't explain it to her correctly. I, you know what I mean? I think it was totally yeah. a setup. It was totally a setup. OK, here's where I actually felt for her. 
opening presents at a baby shower and watching people open presents at a baby shower. I don't care if the family hates you, doesn't, if you know the people, you don't, if it's your best friends in the world. It's awkward for everyone. It is the weirdest thing in the world. I do not enjoy that process. I agree. I agree. I hate when you have to like you're forced to like sit in a circle and stare at one person. Oh, it's the worst. It is the absolute worst. And it could be with people you know and love and cherish. And you're still like, oh, can we just skip this part? You're like, oh, look, a bottle warmer. Oh, thank you. I know. And she was genuinely thankful for the gift she got. But I think it's just so it's just so awkward. And nobody's really making an effort to communicate before the shower. It's like, we'll just throw the shower and that'll be the way we all make up. And it's like, what? This is a shower is the most awkward thing, again, among close people, let alone with you guys, like who basically all loathe one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of forgot how much uh, his mother really doesn't like her. She, she <laughs> I, kinda, really, I got I glossed that over in my mind. She really does not like her. OK, Chantel and Pedro. Let's talk about another family who does not like the Pedro. Nobody be trusting the Pedro. All right. Chantel. OK, let's see. Are we done with Powell and Russ? That's it. We're done. That's, We're that, done. That's all the time they get. That's okay. all the time they get. So Chantel decides to take Pedro out to see her friends who it's a, an American woman who's married a Dominican, now a Dominican American man. And they have three kids together. They're much more stable than Chantel and Pedro. And I don't know. It's like she thinks these are like hashtag couple goals or something. She wants to show Pedro how they should be acting. But then she proceeds to like throw him under the bus the whole time. Yeah, they were on a double day with Cassie and Danny. And she says they're settled with a nice house and three kids. And Danny has very problematic teeth. I I, I can't handle with the bad teeth. Or Danny. Danny has a nice house and three kids. He can afford some dental work. Pedro says he's going to go to the Dominican for a month and they all laugh. And Danny's like, oh, they're like, Pedro is coming. He bring the money. And they laugh about how fast the money disappears and how Danny used to do the same thing and send money home all the time. And then we have to talk again about the fight. Did Pedro pick the fight? Did River pick the fight? I mean, okay. It's now been over a year since this fight. Right, right. It needs to end with someone getting tased. Yes, with Sparky, Shocky. Shocky, um, Shocky needs to be whipped it, out. Someone needs to get tased. And I hope that someone is River. I hope she accidentally tases River's um, girlfriend, wife that we never <laughs> learned who she was just because that would, that would then they'd have to say who she was. The funniest part of this whole meal was when Pedro says he's just going to the Dominican to fuck off. Yep. He says, I need my time to fuck <laughs> off. And they're like, what? And he's like, you know, fuck off, take some time, relax. I'm like, that's amazing. And I'm going to start using that phrase all the time <laughs> when I would just want to take a break from life. Like, you guys, you know what? <laughs> like my daughter and husband, you guys just sit down here, watch TV. Mommy needs to go upstairs and fuck off. <laughs> he says, he says it means to bounce, to disappear. I mean, he's I love trying it. To- He's trying to be funny in front of his friends because he realizes that the more he says it, his new buddy thinks it's hilarious. But he says, you know, um, I'm going to the Dominican Republic. I'm going to fuck off. And she was like, yeah, you go ahead and fuck off. Um, (laughs) I love this. So I could not love this more. Pedro, I love him for this, if nothing else, that he gave us this phrase. And, you know, and we have another setup scene like Nicole and Azin where Pedro, you know, says he's going to Dominican. He calls his sister and he says, I sorry, it took one month to call and say hello. Okay, I can't talk in my house. I mean, so for the last month, he's only been stuck in the house in that um, robotic chair or whatever he's got for his gaming system. I bet he could instant messenger through the computer. But, you know, 
he, I don't know. He he explains how he knows that Chantel's upset and that his family's also crazy, but that's his family. You know, and I, in my mind, I'm like, it goes both ways. You both have a crazy family. And he, he admits that his family's crazy, too. And she says, she said, I don't want to have any child with you. It's broken me in little parts. I know. Aww, I know. Now, she did not say that. He is doing the same thing with his sister as Chantel does with the whole family, Chantel. They are translating things to sound way worse and way shadier because Chantel was like, I thought we'd have a child by now, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he says to his sister, she doesn't want to have children with me. That's not what happened. Yeah, I know. And then when he says he's coming, you know, they don't have any specific plan of when he's coming. He just says he's going home to his people. He asks, you know, uh, do you need anything? Should I bring anything? And then she kind of says no. And then he asks her again, like, are you sure? You don't ask mom. Should I bring anything? And I expect her to immediately go, um, yes, I need a stove and a boat. Right. And a dishwasher and a small automobile. Like I was expecting her to just start listing huge items. Because after he asked her twice and she was like, no. Yeah, that was, was like, totally Sh- scripted. That was some bullshit. I was like, yeah, yeah she's not saying no. These are this she's, is the family who's like, where's the TV? Where's the TV when they landed? Remember? Yeah. You got a 40 inch, not a 50 inch. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I call bullshit on that, too. I mean, the fact that she didn't have an entire list. I mean, he's already gotten the spreadsheet. He's already gotten the list of the things he needs to bring and ship. Do you remember when they tried to ship that TV and it was like a thousand dollars? It was like more than the TV cost. Yeah, and they, and they waited for it to get completely packaged and they're like, mm, unpackage that. We're not going to do that. Right. And we're like, there's something called Amazon that you might not have heard of before that you can actually click on things and they deliver it for you. <laughs> These two people. They, they go to the lawyer and here's something I didn't know. Um, so after they got married, they get the green card for two years. So once they get the green card for two years, then they apply to get the green card that's for 10 years, but you have to prove that you're married, you're still together and your finances are mingled. So that's interesting. So some, so somebody like Luis and Molly, right. like he, he could only have that green card for two years and then he would not, assuming he didn't marry somebody else, which he did, he could not have proven that he was still with her. You know what I mean? So exactly. you have to, you, you have to be together for at least two years and then prove your finances are mingled to get that 10 year card. Right. That's kind of heartening to hear because we're, we keep thinking like, oh my God, these people, you know, like not these people, please. The Americans on this show are probably the biggest assholes of all. But these relationships can be fraudulent in that somebody can just get, you know, the paperwork and then divorce. But that's not true. It takes a lot more than that. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I think is slowly being revealed as we get into season 450 of 90 Day Fiance. Like we didn't used to know what we know now. I mean, we're basically this is educational. It is the learning channel. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're right. That is what TLC stands for. That's right. She says she says if he gets the 10 year card and they get divorced, but she's still responsible for him and and a prenup will not help the situation. She'll still be responsible for him. And And she um, says, I'll be damned if I pay for your ass if we are divorced. She says it without moving her lips. I'll be damned. And um, the 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 lawyer, and we've seen some lawyers. This one seems legit. She also seems terrified of them. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I love the, the 90 day and the love after lockup lawyers are my favorite people. My favorite extras on any show. Yeah. I mean, Adam is is not, Adam's the best one in the state of Nevada. Oh, absolutely. In the state of Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's move on to. The couple that we're probably going to fist fight about, Elizabeth 
And on today. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Ding, I ding, am ding. ready. So I posted on my Facebook page. You guys come over and join it if you're not there yet. Pink Shade with Aaron Martin on Facebook. You just type it into group search and you can find us. I posted about how Mary Payne Gilbert's boyfriend on today <laughs> is a piece of shit. As evidenced by his behavior this week. Now, that does not excuse his little wifey from being a piece of shit either because she acted wretchedly. But Andre is like, he he triggers me on every level and I can't understand any support for this dude. I cannot. I mean, he is so, so one-dimensional with his, I am man, I will fix it. Do you understand? Okay, listen. I'm listening. Okay. Elizabeth goes to see her dad, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, I'm with never, Chuck. N- never, never, never has there been more of a Chuck than this Chuck. So she goes to see Chuck. And I, maybe for me, you know, maybe for me, this is like my seeing myself because I'm also the third of three daughters. OK. And when we first got married now my dad did not give us a house. Um And he certainly would have cared if my husband didn't work. But, you know, where we live up in D.C. is so expensive and we were trying to buy a house and we kept, you know, losing every one we got. So my dad helped us with like a down payment, paid him back. We had a legal binding document and we paid him back. But you do feel like, you know, oh, my God, like you have to be really careful because someone has loaned you this money. So you do need to have respect for it. So. She goes to see Chuck and she says, hey, Dada. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you what's going on here. Everything I mean, you need to know was in how she greeted him as Dada. Yeah. I cringed. I was like, oh, oh, that tells us everything about this yeah. chick. So dad, dad says, look, you know, they put the cart before the horse getting pregnant. He's right. He says he knocked up my daughter, which I think maybe is not the nicest way to speak about your daughter, but he's right. (laughs) And, um, she's, she's being rude to him and they're taking Chuck for granted. And I don't appreciate that now. But Chuck is approaching his daughter like my dad approached me when I was young and I had no money. You know, when he's saying, you know, when a father helps his kid, he just wants some gratitude. And I learned that really quickly. If my dad was going to help us with the down payment for a house, because where we lived, everything is so expensive. Then, yes, we were kissing the ring every minute we got. We were grateful. We didn't care how many times he mentioned it at every single phone call. And we worked to pay it off as quickly as we could. So we wouldn't have to hear it anymore. Exactly. So I understand all of that. I understand Chuck's feelings. And I think she's an asshole. So she is saying Andre wants to work and provide, which I think is true, but he couldn't work for six months. But TLC doesn't give us the timeline. So we don't know how many months it's been since he filed for his paperwork for, for six months. So she comes home and she's telling Andre, who's in the world's worst shirt. Oh, um, my God. I, that shirt was everything I needed and more. The little colored pocket and the too tight, like sort of Hawaiian shirt. It looked like something at Kohl's that would be in the back hanging in the children's section. Uh huh. It's definitely her shirt. Like Husky Um, Boys. Yeah. And so she comes in and she's telling Andre about the conversation. She's acting like her dad is the biggest asshole on the planet. So, of course, she is gaslighting him in that she's like, Oh, my daddy was so mean to me. And he's saying we should be grateful and we should mow the grass. And nah, nah, nah. she's acting like her dad is a huge asshole. That is not. It is. All of this is her fault is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that she is playing her dad against Andre. 
And totally. I agree. I agree. Maybe she we're not cut- going to fight because I agree with that. She did this when they were on the first season, too. She completely pits her family against one another. She loves when her dad and Andre fight over her. It's very weird and very dysfunctional. It's very much like Colt, Debbie and Larissa, you know, like this is the person who took care of me first or who I take care of. And now you're in here and you're ruining our relationship. And it's so toxic. But he is nuts. I understand that. I understand that he might um, express himself in a way that you don't appreciate, (laughs) but he, he is right from what he's hearing. The dad is trying to put a wedge between them 100%. And I've been in that position. And the way you play it is you kiss up to the person that's giving you money and you get your husband to do the same thing and get on board because until you find a job and we can afford this house, then this is what we've got. And she has, she comes home and acts like her dad has verbally abused her, which is not the case. I mean, he, she probably walked away from that with a couple hundred dollars in her wallet that he gave her. I oh, mean, totally. you know, and a free lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But here's the thing. Why doesn't Andre just fucking mow the lawn? Why don't they take care of the house? Why can't they get their shit together to just do basic things? They're First acting of all, we like saw, we saw him cleaning the pool. He is taking care of the house. And I think the grass was high because they had moved in like the day before and it was raining. That's what he said. He goes, we'd been there one day and it had been raining. So he hadn't got a chance to get the lawnmower out. I'm sure he went over to the neighbors and was like, give me your lawnmower and then mowed the grass. Well, when this goes to court, you will be witness for the defense and I'll be witness for the prosecution. But I think that we really agree more than we disagree. We here. do. We do. And Elizabeth Libby is the asshole. She is pulling terrible moves, pitting them against one another. And she's completely translating it wrong to make the other one more angry, she, especially Andre. Now, the the best thing about this is the fact that he gets so angry. He calls her bluff and he it's like tells her, like, we're going to move out of here. We're just going to be poor. He says, I will do trucking. I will take care of this. Do you understand? And she's like, huh? Like, she was not expecting that. She's yeah. never moving out of daddy's house. She loves living in daddy's house for free. But she also loves bitching about it. And then having Andre, like, be the big man and protect her. But him actually making her live basically in a studio apartment and her support them on her income. She's not up for that. With two giant dogs. Don't and forget. A baby on the way. I mean, this couple is at, we know that they've already had the baby, little girl, so cute. I think her name's Eleanor. I think. Uh, I've only, seen a, I've only okay. seen a picture with a problematic headband. Uh, but we also know from their interview on the Jenny McCarthy show just this past week, Andre is still not working. What's up with that? Um, I didn't hear that. I should go back and listen. But um, he's not working because. What job can he get when he has to, like, do promotion for this dang show? And then, you know, he's got to go to New York for the reunion. That's going to take at least three days. Oh God, cry he's me busy. Look at me and you. We have, like, a hundred jobs. <laughs> I have, like, a fucking thousand and two jobs. Get out of here with that, Mary Payne. Oh, my he could God. Drive, he could drive the truck to New York. <laughs> he could drive the truck with everyone in it to New York. And he could just yell at people the whole way. I really do want to see Andre on this reunion. Just, like basically scare the shit out of other people. That would be fun. (laughs) So maybe we'll see some of that. So Ashley and Jay, let's end with these two ridiculous humans. I mean, Ashley and Jay 
are supposedly in real time getting divorced. She's filed for divorce for the third time. Yet they just got paid to take promotional pictures of a wedding setup. So she's in a dress that is for just for the promotion. He's in a tux. They're do they're getting paid for this. Yet they're completely at odds and they're getting divorced. And so we're watching this play out months back on TV, and it's still about the Tinder bullshit. It feels just so old and stale by now. It really is. And she goes to get her hair done and she says, like, I just got Botox and I've never even had extensions. Uh, what? I know someone brought this up on my Facebook page and I agree. All of us were like, what the hell are you talking about, lady? Like she's gotten extensions every other week. Yeah. And then so, you know, she says, you know, they're trying to pretend like they're surprised, like maybe he really wasn't ready for marriage. He's 20. He's 20. So she goes to meet with, uh, of course, he's not ready for marriage is my point. That's a a stupid thing to even say. So she goes to meet with her ex, Mikey. And I can't quite understand if they're tasting wine or tasting beer or something, but it looks to me like this is going to go south if you have one more of those little uh, buckets of beer. Um, She points out that Mikey is mature. Yeah. And respectful. And he says, Ashley is the one that got away. And he seems like a winner. I'm team Mikey. Um, He probably is married to somebody else. You know what I mean? They just brought him in for this uh, scene. But totally. He probably like legit has a girlfriend. He just came in to say all the right things and do all the right things and make us feel like there's another love interest out there. Yeah. And he, you know, he's just like, you need to put your children's interests above your own. And, you know, if you don't trust him, you don't have anything. Thank you. Sage advice from Mikey, just like giving us basic life lessons. She comes home from this stupid date and he asks her where she was, why she answered the phone. And she says, you know, I'm with this ex-boyfriend. And he says, this is like a payback thing or what? And then she says, everybody says, I said, leave your ass. Her acting skills are horrific. He actually seems sincere. I mean, her acting skills are horrible. And then they tell each other to um, shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. (laughs) Right. And then as he's, tell- as he's telling her to shut up for one last time, as he walks into the kitchen trying to get the last word, there's a wall art alert. And it says, here's to love and laughter and happily ever after. That's right. And that's, it's like they put it there just for the show, but they didn't. And that's the sad thing. Mm-hmm. I have to ask again, though, where is Natalie on that goddamn scooter? That's all we needed for this scene to actually be worth watching. Instead, we had to watch, no, you shut up. No, you shut up. Yeah. And and she's got her taped in hair and her cute outfit on. And, you know, as always, he's sitting on that one little part of the couch, sad and alone, trying to figure out where his phone is so he can get on Bumble or something. Yeah, seriously. To meet friends, Mary Payne. To meet friends. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think he needs to go back to the barbershop and hang out with those guys who will keep him straight. Kendall is the only person who should be speaking <laughs> to him at this point. And Mikey, I feel like we might see him back. Uh, he seemed like very eager to be on TV and to be part of this storyline. I think he probably only has a medium sack. And so Ashley would never Ew. really get back with him. Oh, but she seems up for playing that, playing that little like tease for us. So it's just I don't know. I find I find the Ashley J, the the whole point of it, it, I find it annoying. It's not that I don't like them as people. I don't know. I don't know them at all. But it's like, do you think 
we are going to be invested in this in the same way as we are another couple. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I hope that TLC has gotten enough blowback on these people that we don't have to hear them anymore. Like this is it for them. And I don't want to hear, I don't want to see them in a pillow talk. I don't want to see them in a, no. a, web, a web series. I need them to go away. They need to go away. And you know what? For me, Sharp, when they cast this show, and we know that there's been some hit and miss, but overall their casting department is just incredible. I mean, that's what makes this show incredible, the cast. And actually, oh, my God, June 3rd, when we're going to get 90 Day Fiance the other way. I have oh, been yeah. watching every trailer that's come out on that because I'm like, oh, shit, this is like the golden era. This is all new people except for Paul and Carini. And it's like a before the 90 days concept where the American goes over to the foreign country. But in it, taking it one step further, they're not going to propose and then have them be- move back to the U.S. They're going to live over there ostensibly i can't wait for that that looks the casting for that show looks impeccable i am so excited i have not uh researched it heavily like you have but i will i will do that for next time speaking of next time they show clips for next week and it appears that ashley is going to find some of these uh tinder hookers that jay was trying to talk to she's going to confront them i mean why who cares why i know exactly Exactly. I went bring back Natalie. Let's do something real here. But, you know, on a on a positive note, uh, Larissa is going to get some lip injections so she could give better blowjobs. Yes. And we are actually going to have to sit through a conversation about blowjobs, having seen Colty's wiener. Not me. Don't send it to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I will never send it to you unless something that would be like an end of the world scenario where if the only thing was going to save your life or get you out of a hostage situation would be to send you that pic. Otherwise, I will not. Your description of it has scarred me enough. I don't need to see it. I'm terrified you're going to send it to me. The whole time we were in L.A., I was scared. Every time I turned my phone on, you're going to try to airdrop it to me. (laughs) I painted a picture with my words. You don't really need to see it now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's something about some big thighs and a Vienna sausage. I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, on that note, tell us who's going to be on Pain in the Pod this week and next. Okay, this week is very exciting because it's um, Jennings Brown of The Gateway. (gasps) Yay! Teal Swan, the cult leader who's still out there. You guys go on YouTube, look up Teal Swan. She's nuts. Yeah, that popped up on my Twitter or something the other day or my Instagram. I was like, ooh, I guess I followed her. Um, Oh, I know. I'm telling you, when you start researching cults, you know, as I as I want to do every day of my life, I'm just typing cult things and follow cult people. You get some crazy shit popping up on your computer. Like I'm definitely being watched by the government now. Yeah, I've got Scientology constantly pops up as a as a recommended friend. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um. So so May fifteenth, um, this Wednesday, I've got the Teal Swan Gateway coming out, and then the next week will be. I told you about the Fall Line, and that is the two girls that have the true crime podcast, um, unsolved a lot of unsolved cases, uh, mostly in Georgia, but in the South. And they're on the um, Exactly Right Network with Karen and Georgia, My Favorite Murder. Um, that's exciting. And I got a Patreon episode with them also. And then the next week will be um, Ben from Watch What Crappens on the 29th. So that's that's May booked up there. That's exciting. That's an amazing May. I can't wait. Yeah, pretty good. Well, tell people where they can find you on social media, too. Everything is pain in the pod. P-A-Y-N-E, pain in the pod. And my personal... Uh, 
Twitter and I guess Instagram too is, I mean, if you want to see pictures of like, you know, my kids, um, Mary Payne too, the number two. Well, of course we do. We want to see pictures of everything <laughs> going on in your life. So uh-huh. you guys can follow me at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. Again, join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group. I'll be on Jenny McCarthy this Friday, usually every Friday now talking Real Housewives and 90 Day. Love After Lockup is coming back. Mary Payne and I, we need to recap that and 90 Day. We're just going to be living in just an overwhelming amount of trash TV soon. This whole summer is going to be kind of off the hook. So I look forward to that. And you guys go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash pinkshade for bonus recaps, for extra interviews, for throwback Lifetime movies. I'm going to be doing a throwback recap of Lifetime Small Sacrifices with Farrah Fawcett this coming month. That is about the true story of Diane Downs, the woman who was convicted of shooting her three children and then claiming a stranger did it. Mm. It is, uh, mm. I, it's Ryan O'Neill and Farrah Fawcett. I just watched it. It's three hour, two, it was like a two night movie of the week thing. You can find it on YouTube. I highly suggest you guys check that out if you're looking for something that is just about as crazy as it gets and really well acted, really well acted. But anyway, I'm going to be recapping that. And thank you for everyone out there who's throwing both Pain in the Pod and Pink Shade with Aaron Martin five-star rating and reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that, you guys. What it does for us, and I'm going to explain this very quickly because someone asked me this actually in LA when we were all sitting at dinner. They were like, what is the rating and review and iTunes thing? Is that just, oh, gosh. you know, yeah. because you guys like want them or whatever. And I was like, no, actually, it's not it's not an ego thing. It's like great if you guys can rate and review. Honestly, we want that, obviously, you know, and there's always there's always some haters in there. And that's fine. Not every podcast is for everyone. However, when you just click that five stars or you write a review, what it does with the iTunes algorithm is it kind of beefs up the um, visibility of your particular podcast. So like, say I'm going to listen to Reality Life with Kate Casey, and I listen to an episode, what it will do is it'll suggest shows that are like that below. And mine might pop up or another reality TV or obviously Watch What Crap is so huge, you know, just like Kate's. And so it'll suggest your podcast when you are in the genre of listening to other ones. But iTunes will not suggest your podcast or basically spread the word of what you're doing on anyone else's, you know, kind of listening platform, not platform. I'm talking, I'm not using the right words. Do you get, you guys get what I mean? They won't do that (laughs) if you don't have, you know, enough ratings and reviews because it's sort of like, is this, are people listening to this or are they not? That's basically what it is. I hope that was understandable. It is. And it's hard to explain, you know, this week on my podcast uh, at the end, I said like, you know, give five star rating review, follow me on Patreon, blah, blah, blah. And Richard, my producer was like, I want you to go back and re-record that. He goes, because you need to really say it so that people understand like the five star review is important. And I, and I just said to him, I go, I don't think people understand why it's important. I didn't either until yeah. someone explained it to me. I was like, what is going on here, you know, but I actually really try to make an effort because I love podcasts. I mean, yours, you, you suggest so many good podcasts when I listen to them. And I make an effort to really rate and review the ones that I'm enjoying the content they're providing. It's just a way for us to support one another. So anyway, that's the reasoning. Thank you to everyone who's done it and whoever everyone who's taking a moment to do it. We truly appreciate that. That's a huge way of supporting podcasts. That's right. Amen, sister. All right. Amen, Bunky. We are going to talk next week. We have so much to talk about. I mean, we haven't even touched on Pillow Talk. We really haven't even talked about what now except to say that we like them. We're going to have to do something at some point. And we're definitely going to have to cover 90 Day Fiance the other way. I don't 
we got to figure this out. We have to have a little meeting of the minds and decide how we're going to recap all this greatness. Um, Aaron, I want you to know that I, myself, and recapping for no one but myself, um, the <laughs> 90 day what now, I have written paragraphs and paragraphs about how much I hate Fernanda. I have written a lot about uh, Lucian, um, Larry's son, and his chain. I have written a lot about... Um, Father Beard Braid, uh, Lauren and Alexi, David and Annie. I mean, we maybe have a bonus episode coming up. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got something written here. I've got next week. We got a pinata for Asuelu's baby, John. And what's her name? The mean English guy. And um, Fernanda leaves Jonathan and he says she's threatening me. Tariq's brother goes to the Philippines. I mean, there's so much. Let me just let me like get over the SARS. Let okay, me right. let, let me just like cough up whatever I got to cough up what I got going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you and my husband. Yeah, cough seriously, got. I got to cough up a whole human inside of my lungs right now. And then I I really do think we should do a bonus episode. Let's let's think about that, you guys. If you want a bonus episode of What Now Pillow Talk, let us know. That is something I would consider because there is just so much fun stuff going on over there. So, all right. Well, until next time, thank you, Dan McInerney, for producing these episodes. Thank you to my goddess Mary Payne Gilbert for recapping this with me. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye. 